0: Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Friday, April 9th, 2021. This is edition number 10 of a special series on the preaching of God's Word. Previously, we have spent some time looking at Larger Catechism Question 159 and the supporting references, scripture proofs related to that question and answer. We are now in the middle of Larger Catechism Question one. 160. But let's pray first before we uh, continue looking at these most important issues in the life of the Christian. Let's pray. Father, as we bow before you this morning, we uh, give you thanks for your many mercies, for the rest that you have granted us. We thank you for another day in which we can serve you. And we pray that we would uh, serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that we would um, do all things to your glory, even this day. We do thank you for your word, and we thank you for how it has been explained throughout all ages uh, by gifted men of your spirit. Uh, We pray that these things would would, uh, seek to help us, uh, both in mind and heart, as we contemplate the very preaching of your word, We pray for your church. We pray for those ministers who even this day are laboring to uh, prepare um, a sermon uh, for your people. And so, Father, help us. Be gracious to us, we ask for Christ's sake. Amen. While we are in larger catechism, question 160, I'm going to read the question and the answer again, and then we're going to consider that middle section there. Uh, in the answer. But the question is, uh, question 160, what is required of those that hear the word preached? The answer is, it is required of those that hear the word preached, that they attend upon it with diligence, preparation, and prayer, examine what they hear by the scriptures, receive the truth with faith, love, meekness, and readiness of mind as the word of God, meditate and confer of it, hide it in their hearts, and bring forth the fruit of it in their Lives. Over the last couple of days, we have be, uh, we have considered the uh, early sections of this answer. We have discussed the what it means to to attend upon the Word of God with diligence, with preparation and prayer, and examining it by the Scriptures. We have noted that we should always come to the preaching of God's Word with expectation, with um, zeal to hear from the Savior as as he speaks through a, uh, through a fallible man, that we should prepare our hearts and our minds that we might be ready to receive that which we hear, to pray both before the sermon for the minister himself, but also for those that hear uh, the word, that it would um, bring forth fruit in their lives to examine uh, what the minister says from the pulpit by the scriptures. Today we're going to consider... Uh, this middle section, basically describing our how we are to receive these things as the sermon is presented as it goes forth from the pulpit how it how should you how should we receive these things that are said by by your pastor and the answer highlights four specific areas in which it, in which it summarizes our our reception of the Word of God. It says that we are to receive the truth with faith, love, meekness, and readiness of mind as the Word of God. Now, there are four different scripture references we're we're going to consider uh, this morning. The first one is Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. Beginning with verse 1, we read, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Oftentimes what happens in the pews each Sunday morning is there is invariably one or two, uh, what I would describe as critics of the sermon. In other words, they're not really there to listen uh, and receive what the Lord would have for them. They are there to analyze and critique and to uh, somehow um, assess uh, the the strength of the sermon, its uh, its quality, and, and and matters that are said. It's not as the Bereans, as we considered yesterday, where they're examining the scriptures to see if these things are so, with an honest uh, labor uh, to um, do that. No, they're they're the critics. They don't receive the word with faith. They're they're not. Uh, believing it is, in fact, the Word of God, the living voice of Christ speaking. But instead, they're skeptics, and they're often critical of what is said. But we need to believe, as we hear the Word of God, that it is the ordained and primary means of grace for God's people. And as God speaks through the ordained man, that we are hearing from him as the Word goes forth. And you know, That takes a certain effort and labor of the Spirit to convince an individual that these things are so. This is not to say that the minister is infallible. He's not. But it is to say that as the Word of God is accurately explained, that we should believe that it is, in fact, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to his people through it. We must receive it with faith, not skepticism or doubt, but in Honest assessment of that which is heard by the Scriptures, believe it is for uh, God's people. The next area that this answer highlights is that we must receive it with love. We receive the truth with faith. We receive it also with love. The reference that the uh, the Westminster Divines used here to support this statement is in, is found in Second. Thessalonians chapter 2 and in verse 10. Now we're jumping right into the middle of a rather lengthy context, but the verse simply says, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. And so we must love what we're hearing. We must love preaching. We must love that it is the means of grace that God has primarily ordained for his people as he he speaks to them. Uh, We are not to resist it. We are not to hate it. We are not to reject it, but we are to receive it with love as a good gift given by our Father in heaven uh, for his people. It's one of the means, the primary means in which he uses to persevere the saints and their pilgrimage in this world. And so we must approach it that way. We must approach it with, with an endearing frame and affection as we hear it given uh, to us. There may be things that you'll hear in the sermon that you don't love very much, but you need to realize, of course, is that uh, it's not always easy for the minister to say things to his people, uh, to God's people in the sermon that are hard to hear. Uh, he's conscious of that, if he's worth anything. And, but he's doing that out of love for you, And we must receive it that way if we are to grow in the Christian life. We must receive it with faith, believing it's God's voice for us. We must love what we hear and understand that it's offered that way. But we also must receive it with meekness. That is the third element that is highlighted here in this text. And and James chapter 1 tells us in verse 21 uh, to, to... Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Put very simply, we are to receive the word of God as it's proclaimed from the pulpit with humility. That is to say, uh, in much what I've already said about receiving it with faith, that is to say that uh, the man who is standing up in front of you, who is proclaiming the scriptures to you, if he's doing what he is supposed to do each week, he is laboring in the study, he has bathed himself in the word of God in prayer for that sermon. He has spent hours, perhaps, working through a text in which he seeks to deliver and apply that very text into the hearts and minds of people. We must receive it with an aspect of humility. We must recognize that... um, that he has spent this time doing these things that he might bring to you uh, God's word. And so as God would speak, even in days of old from the mountain or as he would speak through his prophets, men often resisted. They They stubbornly refused to hear what God had to say. They hardened their hearts and they perished as a result. And of course, that is certainly not what we would want we want to maintain a humble uh, frame before the scriptures as they're read but especially as they're as they are uh, preached so we receive it with faith with love with humility or meekness and with readiness of mind this goes back to a verse that we noted yesterday in acts chapter 17 and um verse 11 as the apostles were preaching the bereans were there and they were hearing what was said and there we read now these jews were more noble than those in thessalonica they received the word with all eagerness examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so there was an expectation that they were going to hear the voice of christ they were eager to hear those very words the uh, King James Version, the Authorized Version, says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. And so they were ready to hear. They had prepared, they were diligent upon its attendance, and they were ready to receive what was said as insofar as it's faithful to the Scriptures. They were ready to hear it, apply it into their own mind heart, and lies. These are the four things that are highlighted by this answer. As we receive the scriptures, as we hear preaching, these are the things that we must always keep in front of us to receive it with faith and love and meekness or humility and readiness of mind. I was reminded as I was uh, uh, thinking over what to say regarding this question and answer uh, this morning, of uh, the fine commentary on the Westminster Larger Catechism by, uh, by Johannes Voss. And there, uh, in, in um, his exposition of Larger Catechism, question 160, he asks this question. He says, what attitude should we have to the truth of God as it is preached to us? Now, listen to what he says. It's very, very helpful, He said, we should receive the truth with faith, love, meekness, and readiness of mind as the Word of God. That is, we should have a receptive attitude toward the truth, not an attitude of stubborn resistance to it. Such a receptive attitude can exist only by the special work of the Holy Spirit in a person's heart and mind. By nature, we all have a stubborn, perverse Prejudice against the truth and a tendency to resist and argue against the truth. Many can testify that when they were really converted to Christ, their opposition to the truth of God ceased and they became meek and receptive in their attitude. Sometimes professing Christians manifest a spirit of violent rebellion against such doctrines as original sin, total depravity, and inability, predestination, and eternal punishment. The fact that these doctrines are taught very plainly in the Bible, which they usually do not attempt to deny, seems to carry no weight with such objectors, but rather to increase their opposition. With respect to the doctrines mentioned above and all other doctrines, the only question that really matters is... Are these doctrines scriptural? If they are taught in God's word, that should settle the matter for every Christian believer. Whether we like these doctrines or not is irrelevant. We are to receive the truth of God's word with readiness of mind. On God's authority, whether we like them or not. And there are going to be many times, my friends, in sermons, that your pastor is going to say things that you're not going to like very much. And he's doing that out of love, at least he ought to be, love for your soul, that he is, he is waging war, he is fighting for your soul against the enemy of your soul. And we need to receive this then with the things that we have already highlighted, with great faith, believing that this is how God works in his church to guide his, his sheep, and with love, love of the truth, uh, receiving it with love offered from the pastor, with humility, Before God. This is His Word. It sits in judgment over us. We are uh, His creatures, and this is how He is determined to guide His people, and with readiness of mind that is, eagerness to hear uh, that which is said in the sermon. Well, I trust these times are a blessing for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions for me, you can always leave me a note. That information is there before you on the screen. Additionally, there's other information at the bottom of the video. Feel free to share these videos with your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, if you think they would benefit them. And so until Monday, I trust the Lord will bless you today that you will um, be even preparing uh, for the Lord's Day and preparing for the sermon that you are going to hear uh, from your pastor. May it be useful in your ears. May the Lord use it uh, to persevere you, to grow you uh, into full manhood and knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.